Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning and welcome. Good afternoon. Good night, depending on what part of the world you are in. And welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Hey, Social Media Examiner Production. My name is Michael Stelzner. I am joined today by my co-host, Eric Fisher. And this is the show for marketers who want to know what happened this week. And a lot of people are wondering because there's a lot to talk about this week. We talk about all the latest changes in the world of social media marketing. We bring on the experts. We we explore what it means so that you are on the cutting edge of everything you need to know. This show is made possible due to our exclusive sponsor, Social Media Marketing World. Woohoo! Um, this is the exclusive conference where people from all over the world attend in person. And we also have virtual tickets, by the way. So we just uh, are opening that literally today. So you can check it out and you can purchase. uh, If you cannot attend, you can get a virtual experience, which is all the great content that happens at Social Media Marketing World. And it's literally the virtual ticket is only $297. Visit smmw18.com to check it out. That stands for Social Media Marketing World smmw18.com. All right. On today's show, we are going to explore Twitter expanding to 280 characters. What? Uh, and Madeline Scholar will be joining us and her and Eric will sound off on what they think about this. Vimeo has acquired Livestream. Livestream is a major software company and they've got a new live video product coming out. Luria Petrucci will be joining us in our first segment to talk about that. And we've got tons of other breaking news So what I want to ask you guys is, would you please consider sharing this content right now, wherever you are, let people know this is the show you do not want to miss. And with that, I want to introduce Luria Petrucci. She is one of the top (laughs) experts in the world of live video, live streaming pro, pros or pro? Pros. Live streaming pros is where you can find her. Luria, tell us about this news. Um, First of all, let's back up. Before Livestream was acquired, tell everybody what Livestream is. Like, sure. what, what is the company known for? And then let's talk about the acquisition. So, Livestream is a company that's known for having, they have hardware and software, um, and it's top quality live streaming equipment and software. You can use this to go live to Facebook, to do events. Um, you know, it's, it's a, if a lot of people know the, the name TriCaster, it's a competitor of TriCaster. So it's a, it's a high top quality streaming uh, solution. And how long have they been around? For a yeah. long time, right? Weren't they one of the originals? A long time. They were one of the originals, yeah. right? And they were mostly yeah. for really high production quality live streams, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So that's what that's what we've used um, for a very long time to do our uh, our live streams as well, um, and and to do like really like event kind of stuff as well. So perfect. So Vimeo, on the other yeah. hand, uh, is a, I'll just introduce Vimeo because I've been using them for years. They're like a, a paid version of YouTube, and they're really 
really popular in the in the high end video production world because they were one of the first to really stream high quality video. Um, and, and even, I think even earlier than YouTube and, uh, they've got all sorts of different plans and it's a, you know, monthly subscription plan. And we're at, I think their enterprise level plan because of all the stuff we do with them. So they acquired live stream. Um, talk to us. What does this mean, Luria? And what's your thoughts on this? Yeah. So first and foremost, I think we need to, to get clear on like the fact that they've, they, they've acquired Livestream, but the Livestream software, the hardware, Mevo is a Livestream product. A right. lot of people know that for live video. Um, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere as it exists right now. And in fact, the information I'm getting looks like Mevo has some really cool stuff coming out in the future. So if anybody was worried about that, we should probably just like get well, that why, out of the why way. Don't you, for those that don't know what Mevo is, tell them what that is. Yeah. So Mevo is a small little 4K camera. So super high quality. It records in 4K, streams up to 1080. Um, it'll fit in your kit, in your pocket, but it allows you to, uh, get multiple camera angles out of a single camera, meaning, uh, that through the app, you can zoom in and create one camera angle and then you can zoom out, create another camera angle. So you can have a higher quality production it's with just a single little camera. It's, it's pretty amazing. So, so what I hear you saying though is that, is that the Mevo product and the live stream products currently are not going away, but there is something. It new. doesn't seem so now, oh, but. So, so what's the new thing that they've announced? So Vimeo Live is uh, really focused on Vimeo is focused on professional live streaming for events. So that's really their target. Um, and so, you know, but but to be honest, like I see it from an entrepreneur perspective as a really positive thing if you want more control more quality, more customization out of your live videos. So I'll, I'll go through some of the features, but I think if you're, if you've ever looked at, okay, well, I, I would like to drive traffic to my own website mm -hmm. and have an embeddable player, a customizable player, something that you can really control, then Vimeo Live would be a perfect solution for that. So obviously it's not free. We're looking at that screen, $75 a month. So it's not going to be for everybody. It's, you know, if you're, if you're at a, at a, um, a more stable, you know, place in your business and you want to step up the quality and you want to step up the, brand um the brand control then this would be a great solution for you have you had so a chance of, to try it out yeah. yet unfortunately not yet so okay. i'm gonna dig in asap <laughs> so just so i'm clear it sounds like vimeo live is essentially just like vimeo except mm -hmm. you're broadcasting to to vimeo in particular and then you can embed that vimeo on your website do you know if it's going to have hooks to allow you to also simulcast out to YouTube and, for example, Facebook Live? Yeah, it looks like we're going to be able to uh, go wherever we want. Um, so even if it can, if even if it only allows one, which I'm still until I get in there and play with it, I, I'm uh, their wording is a little confusing. Mm -hmm. But even if it only allows you to go to one, you can use other services to broadcast out to multiple places. Um, but it looks like to me that they are going to allow multicasting. So uh, that and they're using RTMP, which if anybody's used live video from a computer or a software, you, you know that the RTMP connection is basically just a conversation between software and Facebook or YouTube or Periscope. So um, 
that I think, you know, that is really powerful, right? Because Vimeo, you're probably not going to gain an audience over there. It's a harder place to gain an audience. Um, but it's got better quality. It's got that more customization. Now, well, if you, what if you had a membership site? What if you had a membership site, right? And you wanted to go live yes. to the membership site mm-hmm. and completely contain the experience. This is a way you could do that, right, Luria? Exactly. Um, and, you know, the difference here is that a lot of the other services that I currently use to do something like that, they're more expensive. They have a lot of different, um, like you kind of have to piece together things. Their pricing structure isn't a flat fee. It's like based on how much data you use. And so it's more confusing to figure out how, how to budget for that. Right. Um, and, and on the flip side of that, you know, membership sites, but also, What's really cool is that you could do something like crowd, uh, like, um, oh, I'm blanking on their name, but, um, uh, creative live, uh, you know how they yep. will do a live training. And if you get there live, it's free. Mm. But if you want the on demand product, then it's for sale or for rent. Like so that. you can do something like that with Vimeo live. Wow. So there's, how does there's it- a couple other unique, uh, things to this platform as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. So email capture and uh, calls to action directly in the player itself, which wow. is like, yay. <laughs> right. right. That is cool. So, and that, by the way, Vimeo organically has a lot of really killer call to action. So I'm wondering if they're bringing some of that to the Vimeo live. And my guess is they're also bringing where it can be embedded and all that, which is standard with Vimeo. Like you can say it can only – like Vimeo, I can say that it can only be embedded on socialmediaexaminer.com, yes. for example. All of that is capable – is uh, now capable in Vimeo live as now, well. Now, how does this compare price-wise to live stream? Is this far more economical in your mind? Yeah, it's uh, so they've come down on uh, on pricing, you know, with the switch over. So, so what's the word on the street on this? I mean, what are people thinking about this? Are they pretty excited? Yeah, I think it depends on where they are in their business. To be honest, what I'm seeing is, you know, uh, people who are starting out who are not necessarily uh, at a more stable place are like, no way, I got to go free, <laughs> right? Which totally I agree with. It's not something that you need to pay for right away. Um, but for people who are who who have who want those extra features and that customization i mean the email capture right in the player the ability to do something like sell training um i mean all of that really sets it apart um from any other option out there so people are kind of they're they're not there yet i'm not seeing a whole lot of like yes let's do it yet but i think they'll get there i think, think 2018 will be probably pretty big for them. Do you think it's possible that with a tool like this, you could do something like what we're doing right now? Do you think oh, that absolutely. you think you could have like multiple people on here and chat streams and all that kind of stuff? Is that kind of, is that kind so, of, go ahead. Well, yeah. So you would want to use something like you could use uh, like vMix for instance, is, is one that's really easy to bring in multiple people like this. I see. Um, and what, what we've been using uh, for a little bit because of all of the customizable features in that. And so then you send that RTMP to Vimeo Live and you're all good. Uh, so bringing in multiple people, there are other options uh, that can accomplish that. Interesting. Um, Eric, when you alluded that there were some other cool features, was there any particular ones that you wanted to talk about? There's, I think there's one killer one, which I know uh, you were talking about, Luria, the other day which is this ability to, after you're done being live, replace the video after maybe you've edited it to pull out some flubs. Oh, talk about that. 
Yeah. So uh, just like you can replace um, Vimeo videos right now, that is killer. So we all go live and we're like, oh my God, you know, it's, it's the live adrenaline monster attacking and you screw something up and you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have screwed that up. Well, now you can edit it on, you know, record it to your computer at the same time you're going live if you have a setup for that. And then you edit that and re-upload that so you don't lose the URL, you don't lose the analytics. Uh, that's really powerful. And by the way, for those that aren't super familiar with Vimeo, they have amazing editing uh, commenting system built into Vimeo. So for example, when you're watching oh, yeah. a video, because we do this, we have a video crew and we're constantly editing videos. You can click anywhere on the screen, a dot shows up, and then you can have a full-on threaded comment time-stamped and location-stamped in that video. So Luria could, after she's done, go through the video and and, and, and edit areas where she wants it. And then those comments will be played in the video. Um, and then their person could edit and upload a new version of the video. I mean, it's pretty sophisticated stuff. Is I that would, only on the enterprise? I don't know, but I know I have it. Okay. Um, and okay. it's really cool. Well, and, and being able to keep the URL means that say you've already sent that video out to your newsletter, you don't mm -hmm. need to send another newsletter out to them. You just fix the video on your end and you're good to go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited about this guys because Vimeo, first of all, is all about quality. They really are. I don't think yeah. that they, I think the fact that they acquired live stream, my guess is they're going to roll out more features, Luria, don't you think? And maybe they're going to try to become the de facto standard because already amongst film producers and video experts, like Vimeo mm -hmm. is the platform they use to communicate with their clients and stuff. And I think this would Absolutely. be, this would be like, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about where this could go. And I'm thinking about some of the applications we might even be able to do for our event. And I can also see how this could be used for virtual conferences and stuff. Don't you think? Like I would imagine oh, yeah. not even just physical stuff, but I could imagine this could potentially replace uh, a tool like uh, GoToWebinar, you know, um, yes. especially if there's no limit to the number of people that are watching. And it sounds like that's not, these are unlimited viewers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah so right on there. all the plans, it's unlimited viewers. So I mean, that's a big deal right there. Don't you think? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're paying for a service, like normally you have, or you are charged for the amount of viewers who, yeah. you know, who you're reaching. So, um, yeah, I think there's so many possibilities with this, especially given that we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg here because in a merger or acquisition, right. you never see all right up front, right? So Absolutely. we know that they have more to come. Uh, and I think I, I, it's going to be something to really pay attention to in 2018 if you want to step it up. Awesome. Well, Luria, thank you so much for joining us this week. Tell everybody Absolutely. where they can find out more about you. Uh, you can find us at livestreamingpros.com, P-R-O-S, and uh, we're live every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. All right, folks, uh, give Luria right. a virtual applause. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. We'll keep an eye on this, and Luria, have a great time. Uh, we'll see Thanks. you at an event here pretty soon. Have a good one, okay? All right, bye. bye. All right, folks, uh, just a reminder. Social media marketing world is the place where people like Luria come and lots of pros to talk about all this kind of stuff. I mean, honestly, it's the largest gathering of live video pros on the planet. You will not find them anywhere else at this magnitude. So I strongly encourage you to check it out by visiting smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. And just know, folks, live video, it's here to stay. And when folks like Vimeo start bringing new products to the, to the screen, you know, to the, uh, the world here, it's pretty exciting. I, I'm stoked about it. What do you think about it, Eric? I think it's great. I mean, the last 
how many now? Three social media marketing worlds where you've just seen there was that first one where it was like Meerkat and Periscope fighting it out. And then there was last year, I think. And now there's this next year. Like it just each year, it's this, their piece of the pie is just huge. So, well, folks, we're super excited to bring Madeline Sklar on the show, one of the leading experts in the world of Twitter, if not the leading in my particular opinion. And Madeline is here to talk about a controversial move that Twitter is testing right now. Madeline, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, everybody. Hey, Mike. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to be here to talk Twitter. Eric, why don't you set up the set up this dialogue about what Twitter decided, and then we'll go ahead and get Madeline's thoughts on all this. Yeah. So, so if unless you were living under a rock this week, you found out that Twitter uh, broke this by tweeting, obviously, with this picture. I've got a screen share here, and I'll read it for you. It says, "Can't fit your tweet in 140 characters. We're trying something new, and with a small group, we're increasing the character limit to 280." Excited about the possibilities? Read our blog to find out how it all adds up. Now, that if that weren't enough, what's more funny is, uh, let me skip ahead here. So Jack Dorsey, CEO, says, when he retweets it, he says, this is a small change, but a big move for us. 140 was an arbitrary choice based on the 160 character SMS limit. Proud of how thoughtful the team has been in solving a real problem people have been having when trying to tweet at the same time, maintaining our brevity, speed and essence. And then Madeline, I know that you sent this through and I had seen this. Somebody took his tweet and basically crossed out all the extra characters (laughs) saying he could have said this with less characters, which I was thinking as I was reading it out loud. All right. Well, thanks for that setup. Madeline, talk to us. What's your thoughts on this? Is this good? Is this bad? What's the world? What's the world's response to this? Because I know it's all over the place. It's not good, Mike. Um, and, and so many people I've been talking to all week share the same sentiment that they're, they don't want it to double because what makes Twitter so unique is 140 characters. That's, that's the beauty of it. You know, the short format. Um, we, we don't want it to be another Facebook or LinkedIn or an Instagram. We want Twitter to stay as Twitter. So there's a lot of frustration going on out in the Twitterverse right now, people talking about it. But the good news is that they're just trying it out with a small group of people. I actually don't know anybody that has the ability. Do you guys know anyone that can do it? I have not personally met anyone, but let me just, let me just flip and give you the other side of the equation. Okay. Um, Here's the reality. Twitter is in trouble. Twitter is not growing and Twitter is um, competing against a lot of other um, social networks that do not put any restrictions on 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 words. Um, and I think the challenge that you face is when you have a loyal, faithful uh, guard of users that have been for around for a long time. Anytime you make a change, people go ballistic. I've seen this happen for years whenever Facebook made a change. And the real question is, can Twitter survive without change? And I'm here to say that maybe they won't survive without change because, folks, they're in trouble. They're in serious trouble. They're almost flatlined on growth. Um, and I don't see any real innovation coming from them at all. And the real question is, do new people understand this thing? Because if they don't, what good is keeping it the old way? What do you say to that, Madeline? It's a great point, Mike, and I totally get it. I mean, they want to appeal to new users for sure. So what things can they do? 
I thought last year with the NFL doing Thursday night football, I thought that was a great idea, but they don't have it this year. Amazon took it away. So, you know, things that can draw people in are great, but changing the character limit, which is what makes Twitter Twitter, I'm not so sure that's the right move. And I looked at the poll you guys did on Twitter uh, with this and, you know, interesting numbers. Majority of the people, y'all have 47% that say, just give us an edit button. That's what people want. They, they want to just edit. So that's what people are talking about is, hey, just let us edit and we'll all be happy. But that still goes back to what you're saying, Mike. It doesn't fix the problem. I totally get it. But what I love about Twitter is that they will try something and listen to people and, and you know what they should do. Rush. Okay. Um, Jack, I hope you hear this. Put a more button. Okay. Leave it at 140 characters, Jack, and then put a more button. Seriously, someone should tweet Jack Dorsey and tell him that. Okay. Anything I after, will. anything after 140 characters. And you know what? You can credit that to me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one, <laughs> but if you put a more button and then someone has to click to open to see more, that's what Facebook does. That's what everybody does. That way it's like, if you want right. more, you just click a stupid button and you expand it. And that way we still understand that the concept is to have our headline be under 140 characters. And if we want to, yeah, exactly. Let's start a movement here. You know, um, Mike wants more. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Leslie, Leslie. If, they, if they do that though, I want to know how it's going to appear because right now you see the full text of a, a tweet. And if it, if they do give us the ability to add more, I want to know where the fold is, so to speak. In a well, tweet. it'll be you after, I mean? it'll be after 140 yeah. characters. Yeah. And, there you go. You know, and that's the point. And I think the point here is that we can have our cake and eat it too. Um, but we must change. And I'm going to keep striking that, 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 that bell. Twitter is going to not be here in a couple of years if they do not innovate. They need to innovate. And I've been talking about this for months, Madeline. Uh, you showed like the character count increases. I think it was oh, yeah, a couple images back. Um, and Madeline, um, you know this, right? They've been, they've been essentially removing things from the character count limitation, like yes. the at tags and all this other kind of stuff. So they've already been training their community. Hey, mm-hmm. we're giving you a little bit more room to be able to express yourself. Um, Absolutely. Leslie Samuel said, look, in the beginning, people will hate it, but eventually they'll love it. I guess my question to you, Madeline, is, Honestly, would you stop using Twitter if it expanded to 280 characters? No, no, I, I'm not going to stop using it. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, but what I do love about Twitter is that they do listen and they don't, you know, Facebook will just make a change and we all have to adapt. We don't get to say they just do it and they've moved on to the next thing right. while we're still struggling to understand the, this major change. Twitter, I've noticed they will do a small group, they'll announce it, and then they'll take their time to decide. They have talked about changes in the past that they didn't do. So, so I, I'm not so sure they're going to go through with it. They may, they may not. It's hard to say the way Jack is talking. It sounds like he did make up his mind on this. But one thing I want to point out, Mike, a huge implication that this would have is for those of us that participate on Twitter chats. When you're in a Twitter chat, they move at lightning speed and trying to read something double in size is going to cause a lot of issues. My Twitter smarter chat every week, we have an average of 1200 tweets that day. So to try to read in a one hour period, hundreds, if not thousands of tweets are going to be virtually impossible if everyone decides to do longer format. Everybody may not go that route. I think 
plenty of people are still going to do shorter tweets if we do get the 280. But that's something to think about. How is this going to affect Twitter chats? And I would love for Jack to address that. Well, they could start off by just giving the expanded character counts to verified accounts only. And I can imagine for police departments and, you know, when you're dealing with hurricanes and stuff like that, if you can get more data in there, that would be useful. So there are some applications where it would make sense. Um, Right now, we know that this is being tested in English, Spanish, Portuguese, and French. And uh, TechCrunch reports that um, they're also updating the user interface so that it no longer counts down the characters. Instead, you see um, some sort of a little circle that essentially starts to fill. And and then when you get to the point where there's only 20 characters remaining, something happens. I don't know exactly. But that's what I'm reading. I tried yesterday yeah. to tweet, and I still saw the character counts. Did you, are you guys still seeing the character counts? I, I just yeah. did it from the web. So um, yeah. – so I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, I think that in the end, we are in a culture and society, uh, us social media marketers, where brevity matters. And I think that if we truly counted how long the average Facebook post is, it's probably not much more than 140 characters, anyways. So I think that just simply going to 280 characters is not the end of the world. My prediction is this will happen. And that it will happen in the next six months and that everybody will freak out. It'll get Twitter tons of press and then life will move on, as Leslie Samuel said. <laughs> so, um, and I, but I think in certain applications, like what you're talking about, Madeline, in a Twitter chat, no one's going to have time to type that many things. And I would imagine yeah. you could just go ahead and uh, say, Hey, you know, uh, here's the rules. Um, try to keep it to brief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I would have mentioned, I would have mentioned that I would imagine that in Twitter chats, like, if you're going fast and furious on your tweeting in a Twitter chat, you're still going to just go over a little bit. You're not going to go fill up and use the whole double extra large size tweets. You're going to go, oh, I've got the freedom to have that extra 20 to 30 that I always wish I had. Right. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And and if people are going to utilize the whole 280, I like short format. I will continue to write my tweets as short as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you have it. Um, well, folks, first of all, I'm excited that we're talking about Twitter at all, right? Because honestly, there hasn't <laughs> been a lot of stuff that we've been talking about on Twitter. But I do want to remind people in direct messages, there's a lot that the 140 character limit is gone, right? Madeline, you can go really long in a direct me- in a private message, a yeah. DM on Twitter. On your direct message. And that's, you know, some people have talked about, well, but this will be so great for customer service. Well, you can do the, the longer form at the DM. So what you see a lot of the brands doing with customer service is... They'll tweet with somebody and then move it over to the DM and then have a longer conversation there. So, so it, it already works out fine for customer service. Well, Madeline, why don't you tell everybody if they want to participate in your Twitter chat where they can find that and also where they can discover more about you? Sure. The Twitter chat is called Twitter Smarter. I host it every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. It's all about sharing Twitter tips and advice. And uh, the best place to reach me is out on Twitter because that is my favorite place in all of the social network universe. So at Madeline Sklar. And Mike, I'm wearing my hustle shirt for you today. I thought you'd like that. Awesome. Well, thanks for the hustle, Madeline. And thank you for joining us, folks. Be sure to follow her and uh, Madeline, we'll see you next time. All right. And by the way, Madeline Sklar will be at Social Media Marketing World along with lots of other Twitter experts. If you want to come in, maybe by then you'll be able to tweet 280 characters. If you want to come check it out, check out smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. If you like the show so far, please hit share. 
wherever you are. And with that, we'll move on to the next segment, which is our found in the wild. We've got a bunch of cool stuff that was found in the wild. This next one comes to us from Molly Mahoney, who's also known as the prepared performer. And this is pretty crazy. So she was doing a live video and then all of a sudden she lost signal. And it said, you can still record a video, but it won't be live. We will let you know if your connection improves and you can start broadcasting live in the same video. Now, if we go to the next screen here, we'll actually see how it says, it says recording, trying to go live. So the way that this works is she actually can keep going. And then when she gets a better connection, it just kind of uploads it all live. Right, Eric? Yeah. And it says connection available. If you go live now, your entire video will be posted as a live broadcast. So what this means, I've had this happen. I've been walking through canyons behind my house and I've had a, I've lost signal, you know? And, and now what that means is if you're going around a corner or you're in a location where you don't have a signal, you can keep talking and it's going to record it and it's going to just broadcast it live. It'll obviously be delayed, but it will not stop the experience. What do you think about this, Eric? I think this is great because we've all, basically dealt with this where suddenly your Wi-Fi or your data is spotty, but you're live and you want to make sure that the people that are going to join for a replay can actually watch the the whole thing in its entirety. And even the people that were live, by the way, that saw spottiness can go back and finish watching it or watch the missing pieces. Yeah, because there's nothing, it, nothing worse, no better way to screw up your mojo than to lose your connection right in the middle of a live broadcast when you're yes. on mobile. You know what I mean? So... I think this is killer. This is, again, found in the wild, which means it's unconfirmed from Facebook, but obviously they're testing it, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. All right, let's go to our yeah. next one, Eric. All right. So next up, found in the wild, and this was found by our very own Tim Lewis, who's here with us live today. Facebook is now showing how long since a user has been active on Messenger. And by the way, Mike, last night in Messenger, I was able to see how long you'd been uh, let since you were last live in Facebook Messenger. Oh, so you're starting I to see this as this well. Feature. So very cool. Uh, so so in the past, it was just a green circle if they were live, or mm -hmm. like a gray circle if they weren't. Right. So so um, what's the implications of this, Eric? Well, the implications are pretty obvious to me because we talked about this actually a little while ago. Uh, not just when it came to LinkedIn and their mobile app. This takes it a step further by telling you how recent or how long ago. Like you just like it's not that just person. Yeah. are you there now? It's hey, I might still be able to get a hold of them right now. Exactly. Pretty cool. Um, all right, cool. So our next one is a feature that uh, show is for Facebook groups. And it features, uh, this is really cool. The best way to describe this is I was inside of our social media marketing society's private Facebook group. And it said, you have seven new members this week. Write a post to welcome them. And I found it on the far right over where it shows all the faces of your members. And the way it works is that if I clicked on that write a post, and go to the next screenshot there, Eric. It literally populated and tagged in all those new users. Let's welcome our new members. And it literally shows all of the new members in your group and you can get it done in one swoop. That's pretty cool, don't you think, Eric? That's pretty cool. But even now, I just, something just hit me. This looks like it's giving you the ability, the ability to even do like a live video and oh. still tag them in it. 
that would be one step higher. That's pretty cool. You're right. You can do whatever you wanted to. So, so now you can go ahead and just instantly welcome all the cool new members and they get this welcome and they think that you went out of your way to tag them. And <laughs> in reality, Facebook <laughs> is making it really easy for you to be social. They also get tagged now with a new member moniker whenever they post inside of uh, your group, which is something I had not seen before. And that's kind of cool. And then, you know, your, your, your admins or your community folk can go ahead and welcome them because it's pretty obvious that they're a new member. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I really like these new features when it comes to groups because it makes management of a group and especially community building in a group, not just by the admin, but also by the community members, the existing ones, uh, much uh, more streamlined and much more, I don't know, interactive, I guess. Remember a little while ago, Mark Zuckerberg said groups are going to be a major initiative for Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the beginning of a number of features that they're rolling out to empower um, admins of groups to create a better community. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got some more wild stuff, and this is pretty cool. It comes down to Facebook adding the option to include um, personalized notes and invitations to like a page. This is pretty cool. We get questions about this often on the Social Media Examiner page. And so uh, this is brought to us by Kelly Noble Mirabella. And she says that what you do is you go into, and I'm missing it here. You go into, um, well, you go to your page, you go to your page, yeah, right? you go to your page first off. Yeah. And you want to invite some of your friends to your page, right? And yes. this and, is, and, a, this is a familiar process, but the new thing mm -hmm. is where is the little thing in the center there. Uh, if you want to describe what we're seeing there. Yeah. So you go there and you can tap. There's a little note. It says write a note to include in your invitation, which is pretty cool. It's not just a blanketed like someone just gets a, a red circle dot in their notification saying like my page. It's you can send them a message. You can actually compose a really cool message and say, hey, I've invited you to this page. Here's why. I hope that you choose to do so, et cetera, et cetera. You can give them like actual, um, you know, call to action type text. And well, I think it's, this it's is It's a amazing. little better than the past, which is you just get a notification that yeah. says your friend invited you to the page. You don't get any context at all. Now you can explain why, for example, that you want to invite someone to your page, which I think is pretty good. Yeah, cool. it, it, it does away with that old LinkedIn thing where essentially it says, hey, I want to invite you to my social or to my professional network. Like anybody's just you know, gonna everybody does listen to it, but it's so much better to personalize it, and that's what they're doing here. Absolutely. I really like this. Very cool. All right, and then this is pretty cool. A while back, Facebook announced that they were going to allow the ability to order food from Facebook, and I, this is back in May of this year. And um, just recently, I've come across this. Now, I am hearing from various people on our team that they've had this for a while, but this is the first time that I've actually seen this. And for some of you, it may be the first time that you've ever seen this. Um, on the desktop and on the mobile, you know, there's this menu of things that you probably don't even realize are there. And under this menu is this one option that says order food. And when you click on the order food button, what's really cool is it knows your location and it actually knows your location because obviously Facebook knows everything about you, right? <laughs> um, and then, and then what it does is it says, what kind of food would you like to order? Like in this case, it says Italian pizza or sandwiches. This was around lunchtime. 
I think, when I looked at this. And then what it does is it shows you the nearby restaurants. It tells you whether they're open or closed. It tells you their star ratings. And then you have the option to see the menu or start an actual order. It's pretty cool. What do you think, Eric, about this? I think this is great. I know for me, I had limited options because I live in a small town, but I'd imagine, you know, you had at least a couple options depending upon time of day and, and options as far as like what's, what's local to you. Yeah. I think it's, I think this is it's, great. it's pretty cool. It's just another way. And I don't know if you can do this on mobile. Uh, we're showing a desktop example right now, but I'm imagining, of course, you could do it on mobile. I think it's just another way that Facebook is trying to support local businesses. It doesn't appear as if this is actually anything that these restaurants are paying for at all. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Next up. So that's, that's the found in the wild. Next up, check this out. Snapchat has come out with the ability to do 3d world lenses that are sponsored so the, that are sponsored by the way that are sponsored yes and, and Eric, so if i may real quick remember a couple of weeks ago or maybe even last week we showed how you could do 3d world lenses where you could take your existing avatar and be on a surfboard or on a magic carpet so that's mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about except there's a sponsored side to it so we're actually looking at an at, at, at a uh, uh what do you call this emoji um what's this this is some this it, Emojicon. What, 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 who did, who did they acquire? Uh, so, uh Bitmoji. Yeah. Yes. This is an actual Bitmoji of a person with yeah. a sponsored so it's, option. It's, it, there is, it's essentially an augmented reality Bitmoji, uh, stadium beer stand guy where he walks through and he's got his chest of ice and then there's beer inside it and he pulls one out and he holds it up and he's trying to, and he shouts, you know, cold beer here as he's walking through the stands of your favorite sports team or sports, uh, event. Except he's standing. I, it looks like it's Times Square. I can't fully make it out, but this is, this is a bit trippy to me, to be honest. Well, and what's that, really cool is this could be you, Eric. If you had a bitmoji of yourself, right? We, we could see Eric Fisher offering everyone a Bud Light <laughs> <laughs> wherever he happens to be using the, uh, the, the world lenses thing. And of course the sponsor opportunity. So go ahead. Yeah. So this, this is pretty interesting. Uh, Snap has given some, some interesting piece of insight here. They're saying that campaigns that use these lenses or use lenses at all drive like a 19.7 point lift in ad awareness. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, they're also saying that most brands can create augmented reality ads within this app. So, you know, you might want to try it out. I personally think it'd be pretty cool to see Scout you know, waving at people outside the San Diego Convention Center when you get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I think this is obviously for really, really big brands that are, yeah. that, that have got major budget for something like this. But, um, but it's one thing I'll say about Snapchat that's absolutely amazing is that they're innovating at a pace that I'm not seeing from the other social networks when it comes to this augmented reality stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost as if Snapchat is the place for the creative community, you know, um, cause they're, there's just you can't do this on any of the other social networks yet and that's the key word yet speaking of snapchat we've got a killer feature we want to show you if we can go to this next thing and this is going to blow everyone's mind they've got this new thing called sky filters you can basically take a picture and then you can uh with a sky filter you can move your finger across the screen and change the sky you can add a rainbow into the sky you can add a sunset into the sky you can add clouds into the sky 
literally instantly you can change the sky and somehow it masks the objects that are around it. We're taking a look at a cactus um, off of someone's balcony jutting up into the sky and the sky normally is just a, a light blue and with one click of a button, it's night. Or with, I mean, with one swoop of your finger, there's a rainbow in the back of the sky or there's clouds in the back of the sky. I think it's really amazing. And this new technology is um, called Sky Filters and Snapchat just celebrated its sixth birthday. What do you think about this, Eric? I think this is pretty amazing. Again, like you said, Snapchat seems to be the one that's got this innovation or creativity going for it. I think this is like essentially turning the blue sky into a green screen and then putting what you want there. Very this, cool. And this officially rolled out on September 25th, uh, which is Monday, and uh, it is available on the iOS and the Android. All right. So next up, this is pretty interesting. We've got a, a slew of minor news in terms of Instagram um, and its platform. So let's let's walk through this. Essentially, Instagram is now adding new features that allow you to limit the comments to a couple of different um, groups. You can either limit it to people you follow and your followers or only the people that you follow or your followers, and you can even block certain accounts from commenting on your posts at all. Uh, this comment moderation is pretty cool because, as we know in the last few months, Instagram's been really cracking down on the Instabots, as I sometimes refer to them as. And so some people have seen lower engagement, but they've seen better engagement, if that makes sense. So... So what I hear you saying is that these moderation tools are going to give, you know, Instagram account owners a little more control over who can comment. And I would imagine for some of these big personalities, they probably have a lot of spammers and stuff. And I would, yeah. I would think this would allow it to kind of give them a little bit more control. Is that the gist of it? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is exactly the point there. So, and, and to access these features, you go to your profile. So that's easy enough to find. You tap on the lower right of the screen when you're in the Instagram app. And then you go up to the very top right to your gear. And then once there under settings, you go down to comments. And then once you're there, you're allowed, you can uh, click on allow comments from and that, and you click on that to, to the right. You click on that and it will bring up the section where it allows you to check which of the four variations of commenting allowing you're going to have. So it's, uh, it's on default to be everyone. But from there, you can go and you can select again. You can select people you follow and your followers, people you follow, or your followers. And then so that's you, pretty and then cool. you can do a lot of blocking as well. What kind of options yes, and do we then, have there? And then also you can go from blocking, same same um, way you get there. You go same, you know, your profile settings and then comments. And then below the allow comments from is a block comments from section. And in there you tap that and you can just start typing in someone's username. And then you can hit the, the block button on them. And then they won't be able to comment on you anymore. Uh, that's pretty cool. I would imagine if yeah. anybody has trolls, this is a good way to kind of shut them down, you know, mm -hmm. and that's pretty exciting. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. Along the Instagram line, they have doubled. Uh, well, actually, they listened to this 100 million new users in the last four months. To give you some perspective. That's crazy. They have seven. They have 800 million active users now. Snapchat has 173 million. 
So um, that's pretty crazy growth. So they just added 100 million in four months, which is literally more than half of all of Snapchat. That is pretty shocking. And the funny thing is that also, according to CNBC, people watch video, watching video on Instagram is, has increased by 80% year over year. And I think a big part of that is obviously the stories uh, side of this, right? And the number of advertisers that are using Instagram has doubled from 1 million to 2 million advertisers in the last five months. So Instagram, they're on a roll. They continue to be on a roll. And in fact, they even rolled something else out that has been present on Facebook Live for a while. It's the ability to do face filters inside of live video. So that's why when I went live with this and talked about it, even though we didn't have the feature, I was talking and people were like, this is new. And I said, yes, actually, it's new. It's been on Facebook Live. It's now on Instagram Live. And what I'm talking about here is essentially... You've seen this already in non-live where you're able to add the face filters in just, you know, you throw on sunglasses and different variations and masks and, you know, all that augmented face reality, so to speak. And so now you have the ability to do that inside of Instagram Live. Now, what's the marketing advantage here? Uh, ultimately, if you're being funny and personal and creative and interactive with your audience, that's that's my takeaway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's just a fun thing. I mean, and, yeah. and the more they do this kind of augmented reality stuff, uh, the better. Excuse me, because it gives us more stuff to talk about. And it also gives you an opportunity to try things you've never tried before with, with your live videos. Um, Facebook Messenger is the next news. They've added some more advertising objectives. So now what you can do is you can add this new objective and I don't know exactly what it's called. Uh, I can't locate it. But basically, this messenger objective looks like it says messages. Is that what it says on the screen? Yeah, messages. Mm-hmm. Um, th- with this objective, now ads that can be delivered to people who are more likely to reply to your business. So what that means is that, you know, with Facebook advertising, you can say, what's your objective? Lead generation, video views. So they've got a new objective known as messages. So what Facebook will do is they'll look at your audience and they'll say, whom among your audience is likely to respond to your ad with a message that will show up in Messenger and it just allows you to do that. So this could be particularly valuable if you are trying to grow your Messenger bot community, which is, of course, a big deal in the world of marketing right now, which is how do we use Messenger? How do we grow that community so that we can get these messages started inside of Messenger and then use third-party tools to continue to communicate with people via Messenger? So this new objective known as Messages is a pretty powerful new thing that just was announced this week from Facebook. Yeah. Speaking of other advancements in Messages, Facebook for a long time now has had its uh, assistant M inside of messages working to do things. And they rolled out some new uh, features for M, the assistant. And these are pretty cool. So M can now give you uh, GIF suggestions as replies uh, to your uh, existing. And, and this is one of the places where GIFs are, are pretty cool to use is in those private messages in Messenger. So one of the, one of them is they can share um, GIF suggestions. So if you say thank you, then it pops up a little M uh, suggestion for thank you. If you tap that, it will give you these different, uh, you know, memes, uh, GIF memes or meme GIFs, whatever, uh, 
that have that thank you incorporated into them. So it's, it's like you didn't even need to search for it. It did the searching for you or knows what you're looking for based on the context of the conversation. That's pretty cool. That is another feature. Uh, is, is that in that same line, they are now popping up and giving you, um, message responses. So it already recommended responses, right? Like pre-populated, just click a button. Yeah. And, and this is very much, you know, like how the keyboard is listening to you and it knows what potentially your next word is going to be. It's just that it's already crafting an actual response. It's like pre, uh, pre-prepared, um, uh, responses, in other words. It's literally so this is pretty thinking cool. Facebook is reading your mind <laughs> <laughs> so that they can better advertise to you and then they're telling you what's on your mind and you click the button, right? I mean, that's essentially what we're talking about. I think that's really killer. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a great way to keep the conversation going. And then the last one, go ahead, Eric, there. Yeah, so, and then the last one is, is hey, uh, the guy says, hey, it's movie night. What do you want to see? This person says, let's go see Thor. They say, I'm so down. And M pops up buy tickets for Thor Ragnarok, which I wish was possible, right? It's probably actually, it is already possible right now, but you can't go see it. And then the movie it, boom, and it just links right to Fandango. But, yep. There you go. Yeah. Fandango popping right up. And it is, it's, it's essentially, uh, oh, did I overhear you wanted to go see Thor? I've got tickets for you right here. That's how Someday weird it'll it. say, well, I don't even, I have already purchased the tickets for you and you have yes. front row seats. You know, that's where we're heading. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Okay, so, so pretty cool. N- now we're going to move over to LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, as you know, is now owned by Microsoft, and Microsoft integration is finally here. Uh, Office 360, which is essentially their online, um, you know, Word, Excel, all that kind of stuff, has now got integration with LinkedIn, and in particular, they've got this thing called LinkedIn Cards, and these LinkedIn Cards will tell you like uh, the and by the way, think of the context of this, like, like Outlook, right? So you get an email in your inbox and the LinkedIn card pops up and it tells you who this person works for, um, where they went to school, shows you their LinkedIn profile. This is what we're talking about. Full integration with all of the different LinkedIn, uh, uh suite of products. This is, uh, coming to Outlook and it's also coming to, uh, Outlook on iOS, uh, products here, uh, in the coming months. Yeah. Next up, Facebook made an announcement regarding Facebook watch and the NFL. So what they're doing is they are going to have, they have signed in other words, a multi-year global deal with the national football league that allows them to host highlights from the games. So if you weren't already spending enough time in Facebook watch and you're a football fan, be pre- be prepared to be doing more because they're going to be breaking down pivotal moments from the outcomes of the games. And they are going to be having essentially the best on th- there's a sound effects show the best on-field sounds from players and coaches that are wired for sound. That's going to, that's the one I'm kind of interested in is to, to kind of hear the uh, behind the scenes as they're playing and the crunches and the, Hey, you know, the, the coach sounds I'm looking forward to this one. YouTube. We've yeah. got some YouTube news. Also uh, yeah. YouTube studio um, is an app that you can get on your mobile phone that allows you to do a lot of the scheduling kind of stuff that YouTube Studio does on the desktop. And they've updated this now, and it's actually called YouTube Creator Studio in particular. And 
Uh, it used to be called, I'm sorry, it used to be called YouTube Creator Studio. Now it's just called YouTube Studio. You can now schedule posts right from your phone. So in the past, if you were actually editing a video on your phone, you could not schedule it from your phone easily using the uh, YouTube Studio app to upload your video and to schedule that video. I think this is going to be really popular for a lot of vloggers who are on the go, don't have access to a computer and want to go ahead and, um, and just get that sucker up and scheduled. And uh, let's see here. They also announced plans that they're going to be rolling out creator hearts and, and, and pinning of comments in the coming months in this particular app. In addition, YouTube has de debuted something pretty fascinating for advertisers called Director Mix. So what Director Mix allows you to do, and this is from TechCrunch, it allows a company to create, quote, thousands of video ads tailored for different audiences using a single creative asset. That is, the advertiser could upload a number of different voiceovers, backgrounds, and copy i.e. text, and the system will automatically create different versions of the video ad to match the advertiser's various audience segments that they're targeting, explained Google. So what this means is you can essentially let YouTube figure out all the heavy lifting for you. Last week, we had Luria Petrucci on the, I mean, not Luria, we had Amanda Bond on the show, and we talked about how Facebook is rolling out the ability to do uh, to, to upload a bunch of creative and let Facebook automatically figure out the best creative for the audience. I think this is kind of YouTube's answer to that with Director Mix. It's brand new. This is all that we know about it, but it's pretty fascinating. Over to you, Eric. Amazon announced a ton of updates to their their uh, A-L-E-X-A family. Or here on, I will refer to them as Echo devices. Uh, they announced the second generation Echo device. And if you get a chance to look at this, this new Echo is one, cheaper, does all the same stuff that the original Echo did. And it also has this textured look and feel to it, which is very much, uh, been taken as a, uh, a comparative shot to this new Apple home pod thing that's coming down the line for three plus times the price in a few months. So that's the first one. They also announced a Echo Plus, which is very similar to the tube-looking uh, setup that they had before. does all the same stuff as well, except this one uh, is enabled to be able to be a, a home hub, uh, a, a smart home hub, I should say. So it's huh. got that ability to do all those different, like, you know, change your lights, uh, temperature, all those kinds of things. And it even comes with some of those lights when you purchase it. So that's pretty cool. Um, next up is they had some echo buttons, which are just really small. Like you, uh, slam your fit, your hand down on them. And it's like game show buttons that you can play with Amazon echo stuff. Uh, the echo connect is a unique one. This is a device that if you connect this to your Amazon echo devices, as well as a landline, which that kind of boggles my mind. Uh, it then allows you to place landline phone calls with your Amazon Echo devices. Huh. So this is yeah. designed to get, to get rid of your phone, basically. That's mm -hmm. fascinating. Yes. Uh, and then they have a talking fish, which is insane to me. Uh, <laughs> Alexa coming out of the mouth of a fish when it answers you or singing. Yes. Uh, I'll strange. skip past that one. <laughs> they announced a $70 
Fire TV that is 4K and ultra high definition uh, compatible. And this is half the price of, again, the most recent a week or two ago announced um, Apple TV that does those same uh, capabilities. This is a lot like uh, the Chrome, isn't it? The Chromecast. Thing exactly. That, that yes, has. Okay. very much so. And then finally, the Echo Spot, which can do all the same stuff that the regular Echo does. It can do all the voice and everything like that, but it has the this tiny round screen, which one uh, can be used as like a clock, but two can send and receive video calls. Okay, now this next thing might oh. shock you, but Google has decided to pull YouTube off of the Amazon Echo Show. And the Echo Show is their iPad kind of thing. And um, it doesn't surprise me because let's be honest, Amazon and YouTube are battling each other, right? Because Amazon has their own video platform and Google slash YouTube has their own video platform. Uh, TechCrunch has said, um, for the time being, the messaging coming out of both companies is pretty contradictory, but Google's statement inspires some hope that YouTube will be returning to the Echo Show if Amazon design designs it to make the changes that Google allegedly wants them to do. Um, I think that we're beginning to enter into a world right now where there's people investing heavily to create closed ecosystems um, in some ways and open in other ways, right? So Google can just say, hey, we're just never going to have YouTube on any of the Echo products because we want you to buy the Google products, you know? And Apple could say, well, we're just never going to have any podcasts on any of the products because we want you to buy our products. You're beginning to see like the, 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 the lines are being drawn in the sand now and people are forced to make choices. And this is just the beginning of where this is headed, which is pretty fascinating. Well, in the closing few seconds, I first want to give thanks to Grace Tuffy, who is our show producer and Jeff C, who is handling simulcasts today. Um, and I want to say, what a week, huh? Didn't we say this last week? Just last week, we said, well, this is enough news for a month. And this has literally just happened in one week. More of a reason why you need to be listening to the show. You need to subscribe to this show. You need to not miss this show because we do all the heavy lifting so that you can understand what is going on in this world. And also, more importantly, as to why you need to consider coming to the place where people just like you come talk about these things and learn how to take their marketing to the next level, which is Social Media Marketing World 2018, the official sponsor of this show. Don't delay. Make your decision today by visiting smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. With that, I want to say thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We're going to end the show about a minute early because I know you all have a lot to decide now. Am I going to buy an Amazon Echo? Am I going to go do this? Am I going to do, go do that? All I want to advise you is like, hey, slow down. Take a deep breath. All these things, you know, um, you don't need to rush in. And I say this to my team, you got to have a stopping list before you start something new, right? I say this to my kids, delete two apps before you add one to your phone. So what are you willing to stop before you start something new this week? That's my encouraging word to you. And with that, on behalf of the entire team here at Social Media Examiner, thank you guys so much for joining us. We will catch you next week. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.